0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: <sighs> Sorry I'm late, everyone. It's all right. The meeting's just getting started.
2: It's time for me to record for all the podcast listeners around the world, a personalized championship audio or video introduction. Special offers now are available at BruceBuffer.com, plus more personalized audios and videos for all special occasions such as weddings, birthdays, baby births, podcast intros, special business and corporate events, and much more as your wish is My command check it out. Let me do them for you. Go to brucebuffer.com and send in your requests now
0: it's time! With Bruce buffer And now It's time for the Voice of Mixed Martial Arts. We are live! It's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer.
2: From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets down under of Melbourne, Australia where the UFC is coming. We are live! This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about, but maybe you're afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. Politics, film, TV, sex, drugs, rock and roll. You name it, we talk about it. That's why it's called No holes Barred Radio, folks. I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. And today, TJ, first off, how are you? Second off, it's you and me, baby. We're doing the show together, but there's good things to talk about, and there's a lot of bad things to talk about. And I want to rant and rave a little bit, and we're going to start it off with first saying, again... How are you, TJ?
0: I'm good, buff. I'm I'm very good. Down under uh, to the streets of Australia, what side of the road do they drive on? Uh, gosh, I'm forming a blank. I, you know what? I, I want to say. They're on the left side.
2: I think they're on the left side. I mean, I should definitely know that by. Right. Don't memory drive, right now.
0: buffer. Don't drive. Don't drive down there.
2: TJ, if I got behind the wheel in London, if I got behind the wheel in Paris, even with the craziness they drive there, much less down in Melbourne, Australia, as good as the drivers I consider myself to be. I'd have issues. I'd have problems. I don't know if I would go without an accident the first day. you gotta tra- you got to retrain your whole oh, yeah. thought process to drive on the left side of the road.
0: I mean, I had uh, some friends over from Europe, and they were just passengers. And when I took a left-hand turn, you know, over to the right lane, they all started screaming like I was going to kill them. But they're just not used to riding in a car that goes the wrong way down the street, according to yeah. them. But, yeah.
2: Well, I like driving the right way, which means somebody else is driving the car. Exactly. Simple as that. You know, leave it at that yeah. done, <laughs> yeah. but going down to Melbourne, since we're on the subject, let's touch on it. Going down to Melbourne. I love Australia. I love the Australian fans. Oh, They're they great.
0: love you. And they love the UFC. Get, they get ready to lo- break records. UFC.
2: I know. I know though. This is a big show. This is a very big show. Yeah. Huge. The big, no, Pepper.
0: literally like apparently there will be more people there than any other show in UFC history. What is the guesstimate? I you know that's a great question. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know, 90,000 or something? I have no idea.
2: Well, I know our biggest audience was um, 55,000. So maybe right? it's like
0: 65,000. It's, it's more than 55,000. I know that.
2: Hey, listen, I look forward to it. If we can break the record down in Australia, the energy in that place is going to be unreal. Absolutely unreal. You know. So right now, Robert Whitaker, Israel Adesanya, we all want to see this fight. Obviously, we have an interim champion against the champion. It's going to be an awesome championship bout, five rounds for the middleweight. May the best man win. I think in this case, um, the styles are different. It's going to be real interesting to see how Israel adapts to Robert and how Robert adapts to Israel. Oh,
0: yeah. This fight comes down to heart, man. Like, it's going to be one of those fights that comes down to heart and adjustment throughout a 25-minute fight. And uh, I think both men are going to have to do just that. And uh, whoever does it the best, probably going to walk away with a UFC title and uh, their hand raised. By the way, 60,000-seat capacity, so... Uh, right around 59,000, 60,000 people.
2: Well, now I'm getting more pumped than ever. You know, and I just got back last night from Copenhagen. As you know, it's been a, I guess you could say it's been a whirlwind international tour of shows and personal appearances on my part because I've been doing stuff outside of the UFC for like the last six, seven weeks. I don't think in the history of my about to be 24 years come February of working as the Octagon announcer that we've ever had this whirlwind of a six or seven week of international show schedule. No, this is probably the deepest we've ever gone.
0: No doubt. And I feel like we need to get uh, the, that old Carmen Sandiego song together for Buffer. Where in the world is Bruce Buffer? I can't <laughs> I always sing, put it, but you know, A for F. No,
2: that's okay. I'll sing for you next time. But um, I always say this is after a film that was made many, many years ago before you were born. But it was called If It's Tuesday, This Must Be Belgium. And that's sometimes how I feel. It's like, where am I?
0: <laughs> right. You know, where am I going? <laughs> I mean, I, I have a real bad problem. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the air with you. I, uh, I tend to sleepwalk sometimes and you, I, I'm still, still you all, yeah, before. It's never stopped. It's never stopped. Wow. Um, wow. and, and I, I have tendency to do it more when I'm extremely fatigued or I've traveled a lot and a lot of it, I don't know if it's necessarily sleepwalking, but I will, I will wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and if I don't, you know, have a conscience thought like, OK, look, you're not at your home or you're at home, not at the hotel that you just stayed at. I'll start walking into stuff because the floor plan in my head is not the floor plan in reality.
2: That's interesting. You're not an ambient user, are you?
0: No, I don't take any medication to fall asleep.
2: Well, considering what you're telling me, I wouldn't.
0: <laughs> I mean, heck, maybe Ambien's the answer. Maybe it would stop me from sleepwalking. But no, I or, think, or maybe walk- maybe it would cause me to like cook a, you know, five course meal or something while I sleepwalk because apparently if, that's what it does. If it's
2: as innocent as that, great. But the bad parts of Ambien, no. So I would just stay away. Yeah, <laughs> I no, no, no.
0: Always- I, I I fall asleep just fine. But no, this is like a, a a hereditary thing for me and my family. My mother slept walked She woke up in the middle of the street one time. Uh, thankfully, she lived out in the suburbs and it wasn't a big deal. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm fortunate enough to, to sleep next to a woman who t- tends to wake up every time I get out of bed. Uh, so, but I mean, I've had plenty of conversations with my wife that are very awkward and odd. It should be like, like one time, like, you remember that call of duty video game?
2: Yeah, of One of my favorites. Yes.
0: I, I've played that a lot. And, uh, one time I rolled out of bed, like just like barrel rolled out of bed, fell to the floor. And belly crawled into my bathroom. And my wife was like, what are you doing? And right as I heard her voice, I realized no one threw a grenade into the bedroom and I'm fine. But I was playing a lot of Call of Duty and I was apparently having a dream that someone threw a grenade in the bedroom and I was going to belly crawl my way out of there. Wow.
2: Well, on the last note before we go on, for the benefit of your wife and child... I think uh, no more Call of Duty games and definitely don't take any Ambien, please. God knows where you go at that one. No,
0: no, 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 it's fine. But I I have also argued with my wife that there was a bear in our bedroom, and there wasn't.
2: And last question, have you ever sleepwalked on a plane?
0: No, I can't sleep on a plane, uh, oddly enough. Thank God. Okay. I I probably fly the thing. You're the one
2: person I, that's told me they can't sleep on a plane that I'm going to tell you that's great because usually I say that's horrible. <laughs> I'm going to say that's great. I no, mean, no. Nah, nah.
0: It's not that bad. Like I said, it, it usually, like I have to really, really, really be asleep. Like it's not like I fell asleep in a chair and I start to get up and walk around. It's I am laying down and it's the first time I've slept in 26 hours or something like that. That's when I sleepwalk.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, let's get back. Let's get back uh, to sleepwalking. Let's get back to Melbourne, Australia real quick. The um, the main event. Yes. Off the hook. Can't wait. The co-main event, Ally Aquinta, one of the toughest men to enter the octagon against Dan Hooker. Also the same ilk. Going to be a definite throw all for it all there. You got Tui Tuivasa coming in fighting Sergei Sp- Spiver or Spiver. Again, I'm not sure how to say his name yet, but I'll get that clear in a heavyweight fight. Tie uh, to ivasa is always entertaining. There's no question. Always fun to watch. But get this. The first fight on the main card, and this has been the deepest she's been on a UFC card in years. First fight's Holly Holm and Raquel no, Pennington. No,
0: it's not. Holly Holm uh, moved to the first uh, fight of next year, I think. What happened? I don't know. I don't know. I, I know they moved that fight, though.
2: When did this happen? Was that while I was gone? Because I, I'm going on the sheet I just received. I'm
0: pretty sure, yeah. Oh, really? Oh,
2: bummer. Bummer, bummer. Okay, again, guys. Please understand. I've been traveling. I just landed from 20 hours in the air. I'm not all up to date in certain yeah, things. She's got. That's a why injury. I got my man TJ.
0: Yeah, she in. Uh, she got a tendon injury. Whatever that means. Not exactly sure. But well, I think
2: it's obvious. But you know, depending on where the tendon is. Yeah, but, that's what you know. I'm
0: saying like, is it a knee? I don't know.
2: Holly has never backed out due to an injury. I don't think she's ever missed a fight, to my knowledge.
0: Mm, uh, I
2: don't know. This, you know, well, this is what happens uh Jake Matthews what what I mean this is what happens this is just a tough game folks he's the toughest men and women in the world I know or some of the many of the toughest men and women in the world that I know no question um training's tough Jake Matthews on the card going to be really good there if the local fans love him and a lot of names and up fighters coming in on the card I actually really like this card I'm excited about it not that I never dislike UFC cards but it's a solid pay-per-view card from down under um, definitely worth watching UFC fans definitely tune in, but let's touch on UFC Copenhagen. Just got back from Copenhagen and uh, wow, TJ, I, you know, you, I'm sorry, again, you did or did not see the show.
0: I did not get to see it. I've actually, I'm I'm just out the other side of strep throat. So, Oh um, wow. Yeah, no. And I haven't an invicted this week. So it was, it was, it was a little bit nervous uh, nerve wracking uh, leading up to this week. But last week I pretty much was worthless the entire week because a, uh, trying to take care of myself, but, uh, yeah, I did not see it. I've, I've seen some clips and highlights and obviously read the recap. So, uh, hard to think that Jared Cannonier isn't knocking on the door to potentially face the winner of, uh, this title fight coming up.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's what we all know that Well, not all of us, but for the edification of our listeners, you know, Jared Cannonier weighed 100 pounds heavier, and that doesn't mean he, he was like solid muscle. Jared Kananier has fought as a heavyweight, a light heavyweight, uh, now fighting as a middleweight. Definitive power, uh, which was shown in his quick taking care of um, the uh, Danish fighter, who's a very fine fighter, and Jack Hermanson, who was rated the number five contender to Jared being number nine. Jared's going to move down that scale on his way to a title fight eventually. Had an excellent interview afterwards, very classy. Um, Impressed with Jared all the way. It's a shame that Jack, of course, lost in front of his hometown, but that's the fight game, and that's how it works. The Danish fans and the audience were extremely highly energetic they love their danish fighters they love their ufc courteous great country clean beautiful city wonderful time i hit the casino after the show had a wonderful time if you know what i'm saying playing a little blackjack Um, enjoyed that and have nothing to say but good things excellent excellent trip the introduction of mark madsen the olympic uh, silver medalist Um, The man that here is uh, coming into the octagon for a debut fight undefeated, remaining undefeated against the tough uh, Danilo Boloardo and definitively, definitively uh, beating Danilo to really place himself in the running, in the UFC, in the lightweight division. Uh, Then we have Gunnar Nelson and Gilbert Burns, Gunnar losing the fight, um, or Gunnar losing the fight, excuse me. Gilbert's just a tough cat. He's a very tough individual and a very strong fight. Gunner will be back. One of my favorite fighters in the UFC. Uh, Ewan Kudalabra, Khalil Roundtree. Ewan, TJ, if you've watched Ewan, I told everybody, watch Ewan. When I introduce him, be prepared. He's going to walk across the octagon. He does that throat slashing, and he'll get right over into the blue corner, in this case, uh, where he's normally in the blue corner, walk over to the red corner. Last time, I had to step in between him and the fighter before the commission or the referee got there because it was just too close. I warned the referee about it, um, and it was fine. And then Ewan, he did his thing. Uh, he went back to his red corner, very appreciative of the way he was treated, and came out very strong and dominant in that fight. Of Prue St. Pru, TJ, it's not the Von flu Pru- choke. It's the Von Prue choke. I mean, let's face well, it. Well, choke-
0: it's, it's not. It's not. Even if he's hit it more than Jason Von flu the man who gets to, you know, name the the move is the one who invents it. So come on now. I mean yes. No, I I'm just saying this
2: in emphasis to the fact that he's pulled off this difficult choke many many times you know and what's weird it's weird
0: about it Bruce. It's a choke that your opponent pretty much has to let you do. Like if if you don't hold on to a guillotine from side control, you can't be put in that choke. Like I feel it's one of the very few submissions I can say I have no real training in mixed martial arts, but I can guarantee you that you will not finish me with that. If we roll.
2: Which by saying that makes it a very difficult choke to finish. 100% is what saying. Yeah. yeah well, so, I mean, no,
0: no, it's just, it's just weird. Like why do people hold on to his head when, when he gets that position? I just don't understand it. You got to know it's coming.
2: Well, that's Look, it's the old story. What, what was the big thing with Ronda Rousey? The arm bar. What's the that's big thing? Different, the though.
0: That's different. Like, you, you can get baited into an arm bar. Like, you don't get baited into holding onto a choke that's not there when you're in side control. I just don't right. get it.
2: What I'm saying by that is, you know, when you're fighting Ronda, the arm bar is what she's going to come at you with given the first given moment. When you're fighting a Vincent Prue, don't allow yourself, if at all possible, to even get set up uh, for, for, but it's for that not choke. A,
0: it's not a setup, though, Bruce. Like, you have to make a mistake. Like, you have to do something that is highly not suggestible to do.
2: Then O'Vince, it, Ovince is fantastic at realizing when that opportunity arises. He takes advantage of it.
0: Yeah, no, it's something else, man. Like I, it's it, it's honestly like, don't take this out of context, but it, it's more surprising to me that Ovin St. Pru can hit this Von Flute choke on everybody than it was Ronda Rousey being able to armbar everybody. Like it's 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 more just perplexing and and sort of uh, almost uh, awe striking uh, that uh, St. Pru can do this over and over again.
2: So you're impressed.
0: 100%. I just don't understand why his opponents do it.
2: (laughs) Okay. We'll see as time goes on, but this is what, uh, what is happening as time goes on. Getting back to Australia, you know, this issue with the Lord mayor of Melbourne, Sally Kapp and the premier Daniel Andrews that want the octagon girls literally fired. Um, in this case, they don't want them to be in the octagon come the show next weekend. They want
0: them fired. Like they don't want them to have a job anymore or do they just don't want them to do the Australian show?
2: This is the way that the press writes it. The reality of the situation is when it comes to Australia, uh, because they have no longer uh, grid girls are no longer part of Formula One there. They're no longer part of professional darts there. And it's time to move on. They want to make that happen in the world of boxing, and the world of MMA, obviously. Well, it's not going to happen. Dana's very outspoken about that. The Octagon girls are definitively part of the UFC brand. They will be parading around the Octagon and doing their thing, their personal appearances, which they do beyond just what they do during fight night. Uh, when they go down there, they're doing their job and Dana's not going to change that. He was outspoken about that last week. So for those of you that were wondering when we discussed this on the show before, no, they, yes, they will be there. No, they will not be there. I mean, yes, they will be there.
0: I get why, you know, maybe some people would argue that, you know, being an octagon girl or a ring girl is quote unquote demeaning. I don't think it is personally. It's not like anybody is being held against their, their will and and doing something they don't want to do. And Beyond that, uh, they make good money. This is a very big opportunity. I mean, it, like, why would we take away the opportunity for someone like Ariane Celeste to, to go out and, and, and you know, make, make a living? Because I'm telling you right now, she's making a living. I'm not breaking news to people. You know no, they're I mean? all
2: they're they're all making a living. Ariani has has monetized her, her situation. We had her on the show, we realized that too, but it's very obvious, very smart in the world of social media, especially, giving them many, many avenues to make, you know, monetize their position and their brands. And let them continue to do so. Whatever the local want is, that's the local want. Wherever they have control to make it happen, they do have control. In this case, they don't have control to make it happen. They can but only view their, verse their opinions.
0: I, I think what I'm trying to say is is it's it's a progressive thought to get women away from that sort of trade. I understand what they're saying. Um, but at the same time, you're also kind of limiting their ability to do things. Like it, it's counterintuitive to what the overall message is, if, if that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Well— Everybody has a right to their opinion, everybody has a right to their want, and we'll see how it develops from there. But obviously, just like in the two sports I mentioned, they have it it has happened. So, we'll leave but it at that. But just
0: there, right? Or, or is it everywhere? Like I mean, I know Formula 1 racing is is everywhere. Is it just Formula in, 1 everywhere? It, oh, so so Formula 1 doesn't have these they, ring girls or these these girls involved, these women involved anywhere else in the world?
2: To my knowledge, um, formula one stopped it. Now I could be wrong. You'd have to do a check on that while we're talking as far as professional darts. I cannot answer that question.
0: I mean, and see the thing about professional darts is, is it an Australian professional darts league? Cause if it's like Australian only, that may make sense. But if it's yeah. like, you know, throughout the world, I don't know. Um... Hey,
2: listen, you go to the UK and you wonder about darts and you say, Oh, well maybe there's a few hundred people. No, they all have events with thousands, thousands attending professional dart tournaments it's 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 right, unreal but,
0: but what, what i'm just trying to say is is this uh dart league in question is it like major league baseball where it's only in the united states you know what i mean uh, i'm not uh,
2: at that well versed on the subject to be able to answer that but you know we'll look it up and hopefully have an answer for our our listeners by the end of the show or next week what, so what
0: are the what are the formula one women uh called because i like when i type in formula one women into rid- google it just comes up with uh, female drivers
2: The term that I'm seeing is GRID, G-R-I-D girls, GRID girls.
0: Okay, GRID girls. See what it says. All right, continue.
2: Okay, my best wishes and condolences go out to the family and loved ones of the ex-Bellator fighter Katie Collins who uh, has passed away from a brain aneurysm at the age of 32 years old. Seven to five professional fights. She last fought in June 2018, but I do wish to offer my best wishes. Very tragic, whether it was caused by her training and and the fights that she's had in the past. Who knows? You can only speculate at this point unless something definitive is made. But an MMA fighter has passed, and I wish to send my best wishes to her and her family. With that being said, uh, next up, let's talk a little Conor McGregor here. Little Conor McGregor news came out. Um, One thing I've noticed, you know, we were talking before when I was watching the marketing aspects, the social media aspects of his posts versus the news that came out when he had the incident of of punching the elderly, not elderly man, but the older man in the uh, Irish pub in uh, Dublin. Um, The social media, what I noticed is that since that happened so many weeks ago, there has not been a single post about Proper 12, whatever the reasoning, his, his, uh, his spirit company. And uh, my thoughts are, and I read where he he potentially was hiring a firm that specializes in helping celebrities with negative press to better their image from any kind of damage that was caused by the incidents that have occurred. And we know the incidents that have occurred with Conor in the past. Um, And you can see that he's doing a very good job now of making what I call really good uh, social media posts, you know, focusing on his training, his family, and other aspects of his life. And this could be what could be considered damage control when you look at it. But now another aspect came out in the news, that I'm just quoting on what was said in the news. But Irish firm has taken a financial blow. McGregor Sports and Entertainment has recorded losses of 309,000-plus euros in the last 12 months. Uh, the firm's accumulated losses increased from 354,000 to 664,000 in eight, 2018. They also announced a loss of 470,000 euros in 2017. So they the company was created to manage the notorious entertainment, his endeavors in different sports. So the numbers are significant. It's unlikely they're going to, you know, dent the wallet of Conor. But uh, this business here has not really proven to be successful. Not that it can't in the future. Conor's making plenty of money. Five million year from Reebok. His last fight reportedly um, in the area of 30 million for his fight with, you know, Khabib Nurmagomedov, and of course, we expect Conor to come back into the octagon at uh, the end of the year, beginning of two thousand twenty. But I just find this fascinating to watch, as from my marketing standpoint, and uh, that's all. Just reporting a little stuff. Do you have any comments on this at all?
0: I mean, it's it's hard to make money when you're not fighting. Um, even though you said that they reported losses in years that he did compete. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, how do you? So their, their sole job is just to promote Connor and run his like marketing. Well,
2: it's, it's, it was created to manage, um, entertainment endeavors in sport, whatever those might Now, I know he has one company called McGregor Fast, if I'm not mistaken, which involves training and stuff. I don't know how that company works. And I'm sure that this would have been the company had he ever promoted his own MMA event, as was talked many years ago, would have been the company through which that promotion would have been made. So, I mean, right
0: now we're talking about a company that we have no idea what their products are.
2: Yeah, and it probably started at a time that all these things were on the crest of potential. Before you know, over the last few years, with all the amazing opportunities, I'm sure that have come Connor's way due to the size and power of his brand. No matter whether it's suffered recently or not, the fact is we're talking about somebody thirty million Instagram followers, strong brand. We all know he's strong internationally, and uh, it's all about what you can do. But things change in business. Things change in business.
0: Or it's a company that takes zero money in. And basically pays for Connor to run around the world and party. And of course you're going to report a business loss because that's what you do with taxes and things. I don't know if, well
2: that potentially could happen if his expenses are being paid out of the company. Cause when you go somewhere, yes, it could be considered a company yeah. trip no matter whether you party or not. So that's all the way well, they run mean, the company that, individually.
0: that's kind of how he promotes himself as he goes out and parties, he's selling whiskey. So I don't know. I I mean, I don't. don't...
2: Hasn't hasn't promoted himself like that in the last six or seven weeks for obvious reasons. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you see John Kavanaugh saying that he would like to see Connor fight Frankie Edgar?
2: Yes. I've read this a few times and I listen. I love Frankie Edgar. Okay. He's one of my, you know how much I care about Frankie. He's been on the show numerous times. Great guy. Great fighter. The whole bit. I want to see, I would like to see Connor fight
0: somebody else. Really? I think that fight makes a lot of sense. Actually. I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Marketing wise. Um, but I mean, the, the idea of Conor fighting uh, Habib, I mean, I don't want to see that. Um, not right off the
2: bat, no way. I'd no love way. to see.
0: I'd love to see him fight Poirier again. That'd be a fine fight. Really, the fight that makes sense for Conor McGregor is Nate
2: Diaz. It's is Nate well, Diaz. It's, it's the winner it's of not, It's not Diaz. even.
0: It's not. There's no real beef between Conor and and Masvidal. We okay, have so a rubber match lying in wait between Nate and Conor. That's the fight that needs to happen. That fight is more marketable than Masvidal, even if Masvidal beats um, Nate Diaz coming up. I mean,
2: fine. No, if you no, want to make
0: that fight, that's fine. But the, the fight that makes the most amount of sense is a rubber match.
2: No question. I, as I've been quoted in the news as saying that. They asked me what fight I want to see. I want to see that. But I also said, too, when I heard rumor of the fact from Dana, I'd be biting at the bit to see GSP and Conor McGregor go at it. Uh, I'm not, not,
0: not interested.
2: I'd be biting at the bit to see Habib. And 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 uh, GSP go at it in a super fight. I I just yeah, I do. I mean, I just still think that GSP has it. Um, I can't even tell you what a huge fan aside from friend I am with George. But I I love when he steps in the octagon. And I just I I know it could never happen again. But I would be the first one to say, great. No matter who he fights.
0: I think he's going to fight Habib. I think that's the next fight.
2: It's all up to GSP. If the numbers are there and his motivation there, GSP, in my opinion, does not fight for money. Yes, he does. Okay. Of course. But the real push for GSP is, can he get up for this fight? Is it motivating enough for him to have it? And then he'll step in with everything he's got to make that fight happen. Yeah. A- along with the financial reward, which is huge. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it, 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 that's a, that's a money fight, you know? I mean, that's the, that's the new term these days, right? Money fight. Uh, that's yeah. a money fight. Uh, I'm just the, the only hurdle I think really, cause I, cause I think George wants that fight. I've, I've heard some rumblings from some good authorities that, that, have told me that would have knowledge that that George does want that fight. My question though is, can George really make 155 pounds? Does he want to actually make 155 pounds and and possibly become the UFC's lightweight champion if he comes back for only one fight? Do, do you really want to risk having the the whole you know Michael Bisping St Pierre thing happen all over again, where you you basically lose a champion and you have to start from scratch to to crown another one? I'm not saying that George. You know beats Habib. it's a foregone conclusion. but why why dismantle um, a, a belt, you know hypothetically, if George is only gonna come back for one fight? I like the idea of the fight taking place at one hundred and sixty, one hundred and sixty five pounds. I, I don't know what George looks like at at one fifty five. I'd be interested in seeing it, but if George is only gonna come back for one fight, I, I don't think it necessarily needs to be for the title.
2: I agree. And I think what it comes down to is one key thing. When the powers that be, Dana, whoever sits down with George and talks to him, what George wants is what George will get. If George shows interest and wants to step in, no matter who he wants to step into, right. I see them making that
0: fight. All right, I think it will happen. I mean, let, let's put it down. Uh, September 30th, 2019, uh, I'm I'm saying right now that I think that will be Habib uh, and, and George. That'll be their next fight.
2: Love to see it, and I my view of Connor with where we're at right now with this year going into October is we will see Connor in the first quarter of two thousand twenty. For sure, not before. For sure, and it's, it's
0: it's going to be it's going to be Masvidal Diaz. Um, those are the two opponents I think. Stick and
2: out. what about this talk that Masvidal is too big for Connor? Who said that? I read this in the news. Why? Well, I mean, and what do you think of that?
0: What do you mean too big? Like
2: I mean, if you weigh the same and you make your weight, I don't care how big you are, you're ready to fight.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, th- there's there's some truth to that. There's some you know, misleading facts to of that course, as well. Of course, of um, course. I mean, I, I don't think that, um, Connor should be fighting at 170 pounds. Um, no, I don't think so either. I mean, I don't, I don't think, but I mean, he'd be fighting Masvidal who fought most of his career at 155. Um, it's not like McGregor is outsized at 155 either. Um, you know, he, l- let's not forget that he was having a hard time making 145 pounds and mm-hmm. uh, he was talking about how he didn't want to do that anymore. So. I mean, if if Mosvidal and and McGregor were to meet at 170 pounds, I think you know George would definitely be bigger than him for sure. Um, would it be to the the demise of McGregor? Would he be outsized to the point where he wouldn't you know be able to perform well? No, I don't think so because let's not forget Mosvidal really not that kind of fighter either. Mosvidal is not a Nurmagomedov who's gonna you know get the clinch and and drag him to the floor and hold him down for right. you know, 15 to 25 minutes. So uh, I, I think that's... If George did, in fact, say that he's too big for McGregor, I think he's just trying to stir the pot.
2: Well, isn't everybody these days...
1: Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com.
2: Speaking of stirring the pot, what's also happened now is the impeachment proceedings have happened against uh, President Trump. We were all watching the Well, many of us were watching the news last week. We're being inundated with media about it. All I can tell you, folks, is whatever came out last week, which is very damaging, depending on what side of the pot you're on. If you want to you know, think freely or if you just want to go by being a Democrat or Republican, depending on your viewpoints, just be prepared for months of news. And that's until and if impeachment moves forward. So
0: so what you're saying is business as usual, because I mean, impeachment proceedings haven't, you know, begun until now. But I mean, the word impeachment has been thrown around since the man was elected. OK,
2: there's like, a lot, a lot of, exactly. And there's a lot of work to be done before right. it takes place. I'm not giving and my personal view. No, I'm going to I'm going to keep my personal view to myself. And I do have very strong well, views about this. Sure. We'll talk about them as time goes on. But, but, but the,
0: even even with it, Bruce, a lot of people forget that President Clinton was impeached. He wasn't removed from office, but he was impeached. So, like, right. I think a lot of people sort of like fall into the fascination of impeachment means that you're removed from power. Not always. And most of the people that are thinking that way have had a president impeached in their lifetime, and they don't even remember it.
2: And then you have uh, President Nixon who resigned, right? Right, right, yep. With impeachment proceedings. So we'll see how this all comes up. It's not good for America. That's all I'm going to say. And if impeachment proceedings go forward, it's not good for the economy. That's all I'm going to say. And why is this happening? Well, because it's very obvious why it's happening. So let's see what goes on here. And that's my political talk for the day.
0: I hate to say it, Bruce. I'm just so detached and disconnected because I just feel like it's a lot of arguing about the fact that you want to argue. I think that there is definitely some stuff that is questionable and, and does need to be looked at. But, like, I feel like we just have a problem as a society now where we just pick red or blue and we don't actually have real conversations. We just scream which color is better.
2: You're correct in what you're saying, but there's another side of the coin, which is the truism of the coin, which is the fact side of the coin, and what came out last week is very damaging. Uh,
0: 100%. Like I said, I think that we need to look into it, but I feel like I'm disconnected because of the fact that we've been arguing about stuff without real proof of either side being wrong or right for the last two, three years.
2: And now, and now, and now... It's come to the point where we're at the main event or excuse me, the co-main event, which could lead to a main event as far as impeachment. And now the truth starts hitting the walls. And yes, people are going to argue, but facts are coming out and be prepared. More are going to come out here more.
0: It's It's a crazy time to be alive when it comes to this sort of thing, isn't it?
2: It's it's the most turmoil I have ever seen our government and the it's almost like it's a political civil war okay oh 100
0: that's the, the that's the best way i've heard to describe bruce
2: yep it's a civil war of politics and civil wars are horrific no matter what the reason or behind them civil wars create separation yep. it doesn't create unity it affects uh not just democracy what it affects is the patriotism well, in this country because when we look at that flag we feel proud about that flag we also want to feel proud about the people that are leading this country that is a major issue in a 45 55 split or whatever the heck the odds are right now right and it's not good no there's nothing good no, about this i
0: i agree with you and, and one thing that you're hitting on is this civil war of politics if that's really truly what it is it's really really bad until it's over and once it's mm-hmm. over i hope we're unified but that the, i i don't think we can even begin to see the light at the end of this tunnel bruce like it's it's really scary because I feel like our country for the most part, and this is not what people listen to this radio show for, but I feel like our country is really becoming the laughing stock of the world when we're normally a global leader. Now we're just like airing all sorts of dirty laundry out there and we can't get along and, you know, fix our own problems, let alone, you know, assess some of the, the world's issues.
2: One one thing that's worried me is the term ugly, ugly American, which was around many, many decades ago. And it's just resurfaced. I have never seen a presidential um how do I say this? I've never seen a situation in in our country with a presidential, the president who's in place as the president of the United States that has created more separation. Right. I've never seen it. I've never seen it, which created, actually created violence. I've never seen it. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, you're, you're 100% right. And I, and I hate to say this, but it's not all that like surprising because I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say anything disparaging. Let's leave, let's,
2: but, let's leave, it, but, let's leave it at that. But
0: just I hope you're right. I hope that at the end of this we can all unite because whether or not you're a Trump supporter, we all need to have conversations about where the country is going and how we're going to get it there, and we need to leave bias at the door.
2: And look at it realistically. Look at the facts. Look at the figures. Whatever you have to look at and make a realistic judgment well, and opinion. Well,
0: you know what scares me about that, though, Bruce, is the fact that what you think are facts and figures, unless you look really, really hard, they're released by people that have agendas.
2: Like they're also released by people of power that are telling lies.
0: Right. I know that and that's, is yeah. a
2: huge friggin problem. Right. And I know politicians, let's face it, they play their game. Um, they're all, is there, Are all politicians good? No. You know, it's I mean, just like people. My, but it, my it's, it's because.
0: My, sorry, sorry, my belief, if you're a career politician, you're kind of doing it wrong. Like civil service is supposed to be um, something that you, you know, are, are vested in and you want to, you know, help the country progress forward. It's not supposed to be a career where you make money off of special interest groups and vote a certain way. I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer that our politicians aren't necessarily liberal or conservative. They're just ever they need to be to get a job. And that's who's hiring at the time and
2: just, just do the friggin' job right for the betterment of the people that you're serving. And that's all I ask period. Yeah. Uh, There's many other things I ask and you know what I'm going to be asking as time goes on. So let's just observe it. I want to go into some other stories. Um, and we'll just leave this where it's at because it's going to be an all ever weekly conversation and we'll follow it as it develops. Here's something that happened last week that I'm actually quite happy about. Colt has decided to stop production of the ar-15s not for government military use but for the private marketplace the private citizen marketplace i have no problem with this if the government is not going to make rulings which need to be affected as we discussed before in gun control on a national basis that's even in every state then why not go to the manufacturers to at least make a step forward now the first thing that comes to mind is that does not prevent the thousands tens of thousands god knows how many ar15s and and uh, military weapons of Colt has made that right. fall under this category that are out there existing right. now and you're not
0: gonna be able the, to do anything about that right
2: no like, but at least no you can't but at least they stop the manufacturer that's a big yeah. move on Colt. why that's taking a huge amount of profit out of their company
0: 100 I mean that's not that's not a capitalist type of decision you know what I mean to to just go look we won't monetize you know one of our most successful models of of firearms they, they, if someone is listening to the show for the first time I mean we are Definitely politically uh, driven today. But I think I, w- I want to establish this because you and I have had this stance for a very, very long time. We're both pro-gun. You and mm-hmm. I both are – we grew up with guns. We have an appreciation for guns. I enjoy shooting guns. I hunted throughout you know, most of my life. I'm, I'm a hunter, if you want to say uh, that. But at the end of the day, you and I both believe that sensible regulation – again, the term is sensible we need to be able to have a conversation. You can't blindly say everything is fine. Let's do nothing because clearly it's not. But we also no, can't say, "Look, we can't. We got to ban all guns." That's also not the answer.
2: No, it's not a realistic thing. You know, let's. You mentioned hunter. Okay, let's just sway a little on this subject for a second. Sure. Another tragic incident happened this weekend, and my question to you, being a hunter, and I am not a hunter, former, you know, former, former hunter. I'm. I'm not a hunter. Not a hunter. Um, but I collect guns. We all know that. Okay, a Georgia hunter was fatally shot after being mistaken for a deer by another person in his hunting party. Ugh. Okay, now my question is this: You have to wear the the camo and and all that, whether it's orange or whatever the design is, when you're out hunting, for obvious reasons that you don't get, you know, pinged right
0: accidentally like this happened.
2: How does this happen when you're in the hunting party, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I I would venture to guess that more often than not. When people are shot accidentally, they're probably in the same hunting party. Um, yeah, well,
2: he said apparently he was shot through a bush, and the guy thought it was a deer and it happened to be the guy's cousin. Jesus,
0: Christ. Yeah, but, I mean, like, look, you thought it was a deer, so you shot through a bush? Uh, okay, mistake number one. You thought. You don't shoot at anything that you think might be. You, oh, you, you shoot kn- at things that you must know.
2: I know, TJ, you know what makes us worse? What? It was A seven, 17-year-old kid that got shot. Yeah, I mean. Ugh. Like th- this, is... and also too the department where they're at in Glen County in Georgia uh-huh. at this time, uh, they're only supposed to be using bows for hunting. the uh, The rifle hunting season doesn't start till October nineteenth. Somebody's going to get in trouble. So here. they're
0: poacher. Well, I mean, did someone die?
2: Uh, no, he just shot.
0: Okay, well, still someone's getting in trouble. Someone's um, getting in big trouble. But I mean, so yeah, now now we're poaching. You know, we're illegally hunting with a firearm. Yeah, because it um, gets, gets thick. Like, yeah, this is just it's it's stupid. And and again it goes back to basic gun etiquette and safety. Like I am curious uh, to the individual that fired the, the gun uh, what their training was, what their experience was because pretty much every state that I know of. You need to take some form of gun safety class before you can get a license to go hunting. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know. I've never well, shot they, at anything that I didn't know what I was shooting at ever. As you never
2: should. And obviously they weren't following the rules alone just from the fact they're carrying what, you know, Firearms instead of a bow and arrow. Now right. let's go on to another subject. And this is something I want your opinion on also as I did the last one. The reason why is you're a dad and you have a son. Okay, we're going to go over a couple of school bullying issues. They're very tragic. There were three in the last week that I saw reported. I'm only going to talk about two. In England, a 12-year-old boy has had emergency surgery to save his testicles after he fell victim to what they call a bango craze, sweeping British schools. A what? Okay. It's called a bango craze. And the cruel prank. What it asks is that they walk up to the kid, in this case, and they ask him the name of the capital of Thailand before he's punched in the groin as a pun because the answer is Bangkok. Well, this kid, this kid got kicked in the testicles. They couldn't give him the right anesthetic. There was not enough time for numbing cream. He's crying. He's screaming. It was a horrible nightmare for he and his family. They go to the hospital. Um, Basically, he was told he was going to lose his testicles. You know, And they managed to save him through emergency surgery. Wow. This is also friggin' needless. Again, we get back to the bullying factor. Another incident that happened just last week in Moreno Valley Middle School Campus, which is here in California. That's where
0: I bought okay. my dog.
2: A three-year-old boy dies. What? More than a week after being sucker punched. What? On campus. Okay? Thir- not three. Pardon me. 13 year old boy. Oh, okay. 13 year old boy. Not that that makes it
0: any better, but.
2: No, no, no. i sorry. I read it wrong. Right. I knew it was. That's what I was was sitting in one of my reading. 13 year old boy. Two boys have been arrested with the assault. The assault was caught on video, created an uproar, the whole bit. Um, I have told everybody on the show, if you've not been in a street fight, and we talked on this show, I've seen more street fights than I care to remember. I've been in more than I can remember. What I think I can tell you is I have seen horrific situations. I'm not a police officer like my brother Brian, who has seen tremendously more on a daily basis. But I have seen in two situations where somebody hit their head on a sidewalk, much less being wrapped in the head from a tire chain multiple times in a gang fight I was involved in one time, not being part of a gang, but being attacked by a gang at a party. Things happen quickly, folks. There is nothing glorious about a street fight. Nothing. Nothing at all. Here's a perfect example. I hate calling okay. it a
0: fight because it's not really a fight. It's like. No, it's, it's an it's, assault. It's violence. It's violence.
2: It's violent. It's not always assault because mutually it happens. Yes, it's violence. I, I'm into controlled violence and sport, and yes, right. things happen. And that's why everybody, boy or girl at a young age, should learn how to throw right. a proper punch and yeah. for, take it from that point to whatever training you feel like you're motivated to do because it's all about what you want to do. But everybody should learn. I'm going to even make a post about this today on my social media. You, you need to know how to throw a proper punch because there is going to come a time in life when you're going to have to defend yourself. And I'm sorry. Defense is sometimes involves reaction right and this is reaction time i hate reading this tj do you worry about your son going to school
0: um yeah and i mean i i hate to say it i i don't even necessarily worry about other kids bullying him i mean it's 2019 we just talked about you know ar-15s i worry about many things uh mm-hmm. bullying is just one of them um I don't know,
2: Buff. Like La- last question: thirteen yeah. years old, two boys hit a boy; he dies. Like in this situation, should they be tried as adults?
0: Uh I—I I mean,
2: I say no uh, in this so case. How old, are, how old
0: are the other boys in the, question?
2: They're—they're they're probably thirteen or whatever. There's a lot of you know psychiatric observation, whatever things have to go on here. If they're handing, if they're with an AK-47 walking into a school, God forbid, doing what could happen there. Yes, I believe all of them should be tried as right. adults. Absolutely. I mean, in, you said in this, this was case, on video, right? Yes.
0: So I mean, so, my question is, like, what kind of video was it? Was it surveillance camera? Was it a kid that knew this was going to happen, so he took uh, out his phone and and I think watched it unfold.
2: I, again, I can't answer that. But the boys who did the uh, did this horrible thing are in juvenile hall and are facing prosecution.
0: But, Here's going to I'm sorry. Just my, my thought on, on on answering your question: Should they be trying cell, to phone video, cell phone video? Cell phone it's, video. Cell phone video. So, so so someone knew it was happening. You know what I mean? Which which tells me there's premeditation. Which, if there's premeditation, then there may be grounds more for treating them like an adult. Like, and let you know. me let me yeah. take
2: this a step further. I'm cutting into you because our time is here. I told you I have seen people hit the hit the sidewalk. Okay, one in particular that just I have this memory in my life forever. The second punch caused him to fall, and the reason he is he hit his head against the pillar. That's what happens in these things, right? OK, your, your body, yeah. the human body is amazing. It can take a punch. The human right. body is amazing. But things happen, folks. Right. I
0: mean, th- that's the thing. I don't think these kids went out with the mindset that they were going to kill this other kid. Right. That's my point. You know, yeah. but, but at the same time, like you need to make an example out of people so this stuff doesn't happen. And clearly, like, I mean, even the Thailand story, like I remember doing the same thing with kids in middle school, but it wasn't, you know, hitting them in the genitals. It was hey, did you get the letter that I sent you? No? Oh, I forgot to stamp it. And you stomp on the right. foot. You know what I mean? Right. But it's just like, I don't know. Like, this is this is going beyond, quote, unquote, boys being boys.
2: And the third incident that I want to point out is one that Dylan Dennis got involved in. Uh, was a young boy from a larger boy who came over and just started holding him in the head like not semi-Muay Thai clinch and just kneeing him and kneeing him and kneeing him. And Dylan Dana said that he has jujitsu instruction for his lifetime if he cares to from him to learn how to protect himself. Thank you, Dylan. That's Very great. cool of you to say that. Yeah, Very cool of you to say great.
0: that. I don't, it's a scary world, Buff. and uh, Very scary. You know, I, I guess I'm, like hap- I- I'm happy that I li- live in a radio studio essentially and do my work without anybody ever having to come in here and talk to me. And I'm happy scary. you just –
2: it is, and I'm happy you agree with me. Kids should learn how to throw a punch. Kids should learn how to block a punch. Standard. Just
0: right. The not, sad part it is with this, uh, you know, kid in Moreno Valley. It sounds like that wouldn't have even helped him. He was just, you know,
2: he was sucker punched. Right. Yeah. And what? Don't even get me started on sucker punching. Okay. All right. We've we've, we've got that. I, again, best wishes and condolences go out. It's horrible. Okay, on a lighter side, uh, film and TV, my uh, nephew Rupert, he texted me while I was at Copenhagen. He went to see the movie Rambo, gave it a thumbs-up review, says it's better than the John Wick movies. That is from my 11-year-old watching Rambo. There's my movie review for the week. Last thing, LeBron James jersey from the 2002 Sports Illustrated cover has hit the auction block. The jersey is expected, uh, which says Irish 23 on it, is expected to go for over $300,000. I guess is it's going to sell for probably close to a half million. Crazy. And in, huh?
0: in, in 20 years from now, it'll be worth $2 but so.
2: uh, There's always somebody to buy. You know how collectibles go. All right, everybody. TJ, anything you have to report before we sign off?
0: Uh, coming up this Friday night, live on UFC Fight Pass. You can watch Invicta FC. I'll be on the call with Julie Kedzie. Uh, former UFC fighter Pearl Gonzalez takes on the undefeated Brogan Sanchez in a pivotal, fun flyweight fight. So hopefully you check it out. I believe it starts at... Uh, Eight in the East, five in the West, and it's only on UFC Fight Pass.
2: Very cool, and for me, relaxed Gaming, I've been working on this now for eight months, and last week we released the Let's Get Ready to Rumble online slot machines, which are at the many of the top online casinos where you can actually play slot machines, just like you play slot machines in Vegas and casinos around the world on the floor, you play them online. The Let's Get Ready to Rumble machine was released, rela- <laughs> boy, say this five times, the Let's Get Ready to Rumble <laughs> online slot machine was released last week and is online for play, and I'm happy to announce that tomorrow, or shall we say for benefits of the show, that this week, my It's Time online slot machine is being released to the world this week at casino sites around the on the web around the world. And it's by Relax Gaming. Uh, hey. Pay attention to my social media. I'll be posting about it. Very excited about it. Um,
0: I just real go. quick want to let you know I would say it five times, but I'm afraid I would get five cease and desists. <laughs> all depends on how it's being used my friend of course Pr- promotion yes
2: otherwise pretty much no right. but uh i'll let you know when it happens of course okay there we go that's our show for this week we'll be back next week i'm on my way to melbourne australia we'll be back next week with the guest. i think it's time for sammy maybe next week um and uh there you go tj all right everybody thank you for tuning in Treat everybody with respect, treat people the way you want to be treated, be your role model to your sphere of influence, set your goals, write them down, learn about them before you set on that path, and when you do step on that path, be the best you can be, and that means just perform at your best, be your best, whether you become the top in your field or not, it doesn't matter uh, as much as it does matter. It's all about being your best, because by doing that, you're winning. Any more winning that comes after that, well, that's the title belt we all search for in the golden ring, so keep going for it and never stop, be positive. Have a great week. I'll see you next week. Over the radio.
0: Buffer out. It's time with Bruce Buffer is a TJ DeSantis production and is property of Buffer Enterprises Incorporated. Its content is intended for private use only.
1: Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in store or at safeway.com Limit one per account slash household requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.